I am also going. I'm going. I'm going. I'm from England and I'm going. Welcome back to this week's episode of the Steady Trade Podcast. I've got a topic that, you know, I'm actually glad. There's, you know, Stephen and I, obviously, we argue good-naturedly, bad-naturedly. Um, we seldom agree, but it was kind of interesting. As him and I were chatting through last week, um, something I talk about a lot is, especially when we get through the earnings season or into earnings season, a lot of the times the lower price stocks can get a little bit quieter and even anytime, you know, year round, it's, there's a common misconception with many new traders and with smaller traders where everybody kind of has this misconception that if you've got a small account or a medium account or a growing account, you can only trade the 50 cent stocks the $1 stocks, the $2 stocks. And I chat with a lot of guys and gals that get a little frustrated because as amazing as the low price stocks are, we love them, we love them, we love them. I have a special place in my heart for low price stocks. They can tend to come and go, you know, a lot of the time it's almost like the holiday season where, it's very, very, very busy in low price stocks, and then it gets very, very quiet. And a, a common misconception, as I said, is that, that traders don't realize that they can trade these higher priced momentum stocks. You got to be selective. You got to pick the right ones. But if you catch the right idea at the right time, you can, instead of making, you know, 20, 30, 50 cents on a $2 stock, you can make a dollar, two dollar, three dollar, five dollar a share on a twenty, a thirty, a forty, or a fifty dollar stock. So you can get very similar percentage moves. And as Stephen and I have talked about, and he'll he'll touch on, sometimes I well, you won't touch anything. Thank uh, thank God we do we do the we do these remotely, but um, never be in the bedroom again. I, I'm thinking bad things. <laughs> <laughs> um, I am on vacation with the family, so I'm, I'm, that's that's why there is a bed in the background. Don't, you know, this isn't this isn't the Stephen Johnson dating episode of the it's Steady sexual. Trade podcast. But. It's a little bit sexual. It's like a sexual higher price stocks. Uh, let's carry on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. But I think when it comes to a purely technical matter and a charting matter, it can actually be easier to chart a lot of these stocks because yes. The, the, the moves aren't as, you know, I use this term a lot in Stocks to Trade Pro. They're not as wonky. Sometimes, yes, you know, when Stephen's going to talk about his trades in Twitter, you don't have, uh, you know, as much as we love these low price stocks, you don't have these bizarro 300% moves six months ago on the chart. So they're actually a little easier to chart. So Stephen, what do you think? Kind of break that down where you're coming from as well. Absolutely, Tim. Thank you so much for the foray and the thorough introduction. Uh, that was very thorough and well-organized and explained. Uh, I, I would come at it uh, with uh, what my preconceived preconception was, if that's a thing. And then I'm going to talk about how I feel about things now. So my preconceived preconception was that uh, you used to be on Socks to Trade Pro 
and you used to be like, oh, I'm looking at this higher price stock and that higher price stock and look at our OKD and look what it's doing now and or look at OKD, whichever it was. And I used to be like, get probably back Roku. Roku. Or OKU. Probably yeah. none of them. Probably none of them. I'm probably double wrong. <laughs> That's probably Roku. <laughs> but <laughs> Hey, man, you know, this again, is how accurate I am. The listeners understand <laughs> that Alcohol is a leading contributor to brain damage. They all understand that. They're, they're, they're cool with it. So go but ahead. I'm trying to get better. I'm trying to get better. And day by day with this podcast, with your support, I'm stepping out of addiction. I'm stepping out of addiction to a better life. Thank you. Thank you, Steady Trade Podcast. It powered by Socks the Trade for getting me out of addiction of alcohol and the very bad behaviors that have grown through me teens and developed. But uh, ROKU... Used to go on about it all the time, and I used to think, I used to always think higher price stocks, less volatile, move more slowly, not as exciting, easier for older people like like you to react slower to and still profit. Like they were like, you know what I mean? They were like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna get a shock, I'm not gonna get a surprise, I'm not gonna fall off my chair, uh, and it's all gonna be fine. And I was like, no, I want the excitement, I want the I want the drama. I want the I want the thrill and spill of the ride, like a like the Kumba back in the day in 1997 in Orlando. If it's still there, is the Kumba still there? Is the Kumba still there? Nah, it's not oh, there anymore. Is it? Fastest I, I, I'm not sure. Fastest. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. So I don't. You know. So so it's interesting. Even though I am in Orlando, I love all the parks and stuff. I'm I from a trader mindset. I I do not appreciate the risk to reward of roller coasters. Okay. No. Yeah. It's fun. It's interesting. But again, calculating the risk to reward, why would I put myself in a potentially life threatening position just for the fact to have some fun? Now I know they don't break all the time, but the risk to reward is terrible. I would never, I would never put myself on a janky roller coaster that's 20 years old, probably poorly maintained. And if it is maintained, it's maintained by a profit-seeking corporation that's going to do everything as cheap as possible and just try and maximize their profit. No offense. If you're going to have that attitude, you might just say, I'm not going to get out of bed in case I fall down the stairs. Nah, different. Different. (laughs) You've got to have balance. We're in trading. We've got to take risks. We've got to take risks, baby. Agreed, but... But unlike your degenerate ass, I like to ta- I like to manage my risk and keep myself out of potentially volatile situations. So we're never so we're never gonna go on a roller coaster together. I mean that's that's no. the, that's the Sorry. that's the point of this. That's the point of the podcast. Let's wrap it up. It's finished. We're <laughs> all done. No, but in 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 reality, so making a bit of a joke because. Um, I'm just trying to make light humor on a humorous podcast to give it a twist. But the reality is I thought there was not much volatility in um, higher price stocks. I thought that they were only for people with really big accounts. And I thought that there was no edge in them. And I, I thought that there were for these professionals on Wall Street uh, who would uh, really know what they were doing much more than I would. And I would just lose me money. Uh, now I'll let you finish, but the one delineation I make there is the majority of them. It's true, but you, as you rotate in and out, there's there's typically a handful of very quote unquote hot 
higher price stocks. And, you know, I'll let you finish where your thoughts were coming from. But, you know, the perfect example is as we're recording, it's Twitter, it's Facebook, it's Snapchat, it's Tesla, all of these very news-driven stocks. Now, it's not, you know, GM, it's not Microsoft, it's not Apple, it's not Google. Now, those stocks could become what is it, but the biggest separation is focus on those handful that are quote unquote in play. But uh, I mean, it's just uh, the penny stock market has been quiet. And, uh, and I was, it's funny because it's been a natural evolution. Uh, I wouldn't say it was a revolution. I'd say it's been an evolution and it's been an evolution because I went from $10 stocks to $15 stocks, $15 stocks to $20 stocks, $20 stocks to $25 stocks. And then when I saw Twitter, and I think Twitter is like a 30, 32, $33 stock, something like this. And I just, I looked at the chart and I knew that Facebook had had its privacy issue, which was the number one first catalyst. And then when I saw that it was falling through 33, which was a whole dollar number, which was a second catalyst. And then when I looked at the 33.30 level and I saw that there was a gap fill uh, where it had previously supported on huge volume. And I'm sure we can put that chart up. Uh, it had supported around the 33s on huge volume. So I thought if that falls through that level on huge volume and we've got the gap fill and we've got the whole dollar break and we've got the, the, the privacy issue, I'm like, all I have to do is short the strength, cover into the dips, short the pops, cover the dips because all the long term shareholders are done for. I tell you, it's, it's almost like, <laughs> I love what you just did there. So almost I mean, like it's almost like I the kiss. It's almost like a year into this thing, you've actually fucking started listening to me, man. I love it. I love it. Because, you know, you know back that up. If, if you're listening on your podcast app, hit the rewind button like 30 seconds and hear what Steven did. He took, he took into consideration technicals. He took into consideration fundamentals. He took into consideration the news, the hot trend. So, you know, Twitter had been running for months and months and months, gapped up huge on earnings, big gap up. I mean, probably, quote unquote, too big of a gap up for a high market cap stock. Then it continues to trend. Then we get the negative Facebook privacy news, which is going to ultimately is going to spill over to Twitter, I'm sure. I mean, all these social media, all these social media stocks have a bullseye on their back right now. When Zuckerberg gets dragged in front of Congress, I mean, it's not going to be good. But I love what Steven did there. He, he built the case. Now, does that mean he's going to profit every time? But no, you put, that, you, you, you put that situation in your favor when you've got technicals, fundamentals, news, charts, all this stuff that comes together. That's what avoids randomness. That's what heightens your potential for success right there. And, and, and just the other thing is, and, and then after that, you can just, like I've been playing Twitter for the last few weeks and it's literally just, it, it moves very smoothly. Like if you saw Facebook today, drop out the open and then come back up, it was a perfect V. There was no crazy volatility. There was no scary jumps and random sells and big shareholders massively influencing the pricing structure because it's such a high float. You don't have these, these fluctuations, which are as volatile and you kind of trend following a little bit more. 
And yeah, yeah. And again, you know, we, we talk about like, and, and I, I can't remember if you necessarily use VWAP a lot, but I mean, a lot of these stocks, they'll, they'll make that big move initially, whether it be a big gap down or a big gap up, and then they'll just kind of trend with VWAP and, and trend. And then you can, whether you're long or short, you just kind of ride that momentum. Twitter was a great, I mean, I think it's Twitter's insane. on the lows, it's Twitter's on the low of the day right now, if I remember right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it just keeps fading, fading, fading all day. It's sitting on the low of the day right now. And, you know, whether you use VWAP, whether you use a five minute or a 15 minute chart, you can just kind of let these things work. Once they start reversing against you, you take your profits and you look to retrade them down the road. But, um, and, and I mean, also, if you're a kind of a support and resistance trader, you're just literally looking to think, right, once this gets to this resistance level over the last few days or, or the last few weeks, ideally, the longer the resistance, the better, then I'm just going to watch this and I'm just going to wait. And if not enough volume comes to push this through and it starts to have a one or two little red candles, I'm just going to build in and I'm going to risk the top of the resistance level <laughs> and I'm risking 10 cents, 15 cents, and I'm covering every single dip. And I'm just like, this is mental. This is the bomb.com or the bomb.co.uk <laughs> because I'm from England. Like this is the bomb.co.uk slash cool slash easiermoney.com than penny stocks. Now, so everybody, my, my big question for you is I think probably most of the listeners kind of get what you're talking about using the chart, using the fundamentals and all this stuff. But I know what everybody's thinking, and this is kind of what I touched on in the introduction. They're going to say, well, Stephen, I got a small account. How do I trade a $30 stock? Leverage all in. (laughs) 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 Ah, Just just when I thought I was making some headway, I completely failed. Just leverage all in. Just take the chance. It's safe. These stocks are safe. Nothing's going to happen. (laughs) All in. Trust me. I'm talking to you. Trust me. All in. So, so as, as Stephen failed to give the right answer, what I will talk about, and I talk about this in Stocks of Trade Pro, is think about the rule of 10. Um, this is the best way to kind of conceptualize how to approach these. How do, you know, you know a, a lot of the questions we'll get on the podcast is how do I manage um, position size? How do I determine how many shares, et cetera? And The rule of 10 is what I take into consideration for small accounts with any stock over, well, pretty much over $10 because the majority of you guys with small accounts think you can only trade 50 cent, $1, $2 stocks, et cetera. Well, if you're trading one and $2 stocks, trying to catch 10, 20, 30 cent moves, think about these higher priced, more volatile stocks and just divide the price by 10, divide your position size by 10. And now instead of trading a thousand shares of a $2 stock or in Twitter's consideration, I mean, it was, it, Steven shorted a little over, shorted a little over 28. So instead of shorting a thousand shares of a $2 and 80 cent stock, you can short a hundred shares of a $28 stock. And yeah, and, 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 and if you were perfect, it's down almost a dollar a share, making new lows. Hell, by the end of this podcast, it may be down a dollar fifty a share. And think about that. You've now made 150 bucks, couple hundred bucks, 300 bucks on one or 200 shares 
versus trying to make that two or 300 bucks on a thousand shares or 2000 shares of a $1 stock. Yeah. And then, I mean, I, I literally, I just, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it took the negative catalyst for me to, to take the jump to, sh- to short the higher price stocks. But I was literally, when I was putting 100 shares in and 200 shares in, and all of a sudden my account was going up $80, $100, I was just thinking, I literally can't believe this. I literally cannot believe in them. And I'm writing on Twitter, I'd be like, I can't believe I'm shorting Twitter and making money. Everyone on Twitter was like, welcome, welcome. You finally realize <laughs> you can actually make money on the higher price stocks. You know, and it's funny, I've seen a lot of your trades. And oddly enough, as well as you've done, in, and, and you might correct me on this, in, in my opinion, you would have done way better if it wasn't for your time zone. Because I've seen you, you've been covering at like 11 a.m. because it's late your time, where yeah. I, th- I think if you were in a more friendly time zone and weren't determined to go out and, you know, and, and get drunk every night, you could let <laughs> these things work all day. You know, like, what did, what did you cover Twitter at today? Now, w- w- the, way, the way I've been trading uh, recently uh, with Twitter, I, uh, it spiked to around, th- was th- around 33 was the, the previous day high. Uh, and I'm, I'm literally taking 50 cents, 70 cents, uh, a buck at the most. And then waiting for a bounce and then shorting the bounce, letting it dip, covering the dip, covering the dip, covering the dip. But, with but like, today, like today, most, like no what, what, what price did you cover at today? I took like 50 cents on it. 70 cents, 30, but like, but you were probably out in like the 28s or something, weren't you? Nah, nor in, yeah, nor in, yeah. So it, it, in the morning, do you have a chart up? Yeah, 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 yeah. What did it spike to in the morning? Because I caught the top. It, it spiked to 28.80. Uh, okay, so it spiked to 28.80, and I was out at about 28.30, 20. Okay. Didn't take more than 80 so, cents so, it, I couldn't believe it went down which, further. Which is a beautiful trade, but, but you know, it, it doesn't really matter what day it is or what the trade is, but I can Steven make more. Yeah, crushed it. More. yeah, yeah, he made his 50 cents a share but the time zone isn't very comfortable for him. He's got other commitments. He's got work, et cetera. And now the stock's a dollar lower and making new lows. So with a hundred shares or a couple hundred shares, you can make two, 300 bucks a day. And it does not take you long to grow an account. It does not take you long to get over the PDT. You would be amazed at how fast a small account grows when you you know, when you're winning at 60, 70% and adding two, 300 bucks each trade, and you can do that a hundred shares at a time with these stocks. I, I, f- I feel like we should like make this into a book and call it the secret. I really feel like we're, we're like this, this episode is not going to get watched by enough people. I know this and, and people are not going to take it seriously, but it's the truth. Like for me, I, I was like, it's like Willy Wonka and the chocolate factory. I was, I was the, the, I feel like I'm the girl who ate the blue bubble gum and, and turned yellow or whatever. But like, that's a weird analogy, but I feel like it's too good to be true. Or um, I've just been lucky for six weeks. Do you know what I mean? Well, I'm but not sure. see, or, the biggest crux is, and if you're listening to this episode six months from now or a year from now, the biggest key takeaway is we're talking about Twitter. We're talking about Snapchat. We're talking about Tesla. We're talking about Facebook because those are the in play stocks. What happens 
the biggest mistake and the biggest frustration that small traders get into is they start trading the non in play stocks. And then they're like, Oh man, you know, this thing moved 10 cents today. Yuck. I want nothing to do with that. And I know I'm the conservative old guy, but I want nothing to do with a stock that's moving 10, 20, 30 cents. But if you can use the power of obviously stocks to trade to screen for these stocks, Twitter's a great resource. Twitter's a double-edged sword, but you can, you know, with the right following, with the right list, you can see, okay, these are the big name stocks. Read the news. I mean, I don't think anybody, now I don't know how soon in the future this episode will air, but as of April 3rd, I don't think anybody has escaped the, the news on Facebook and the, you know, the privacy stuff and all, selling of data and, and all of that, you need to then be like, oh, wow, okay, this is on the news every day. This is something I need to act on. No, and, and, just, and just, I mean, there's two other major, major advantages. I mean, one, when you compare, one, you can always get borrowers of the higher price stocks. So it, it's a, it's Ooh, a misconception. Very, yes, yes. It, it's a misconception to think that you shouldn't short successful companies. I'm not showing Twitter and Facebook the successful companies. It doesn't matter. They still get overextended. They still need to retrace. They still have bad news. They still can't break through key resistance levels. You can short higher price stocks and better yet, there's always borrows for them. You're, ne- you're never going to run out. Uh, generally, for me, I've never had a problem. It's painful. I mean, it hurts my soul right now to thank you for remembering that point. It's very important. It, it is because, you know, I, I'm sure a lot of you, a lot of the listeners maybe have come to the podcast because of Tim Sykes, because of other short bias traders, and that's great. But, you know, one of the things that Sykes will always, always, always talks about is, is elves, you know, always look for, for shares to short. And that is so, so frustrating because yeah. you can look at these stocks. SLS is a great example. Bring up the chart from April 2018 on SLS. I mean, the stock is up two, 300% on the worst news. Well, not the worst news, but iffy news. But nobody can borrow it. LFIN. LFIN is a great example. This stock was $70.00. Three, yep. dollars, three days ago, three days ago, it was $70. It's now in the single digits. Nobody can get a borrow. And, so and you just, can stare at those, you know, you can stare and stare and stare at those charts and you could be, oh, this is the perfect setup, perfect setup. But if you can't get a borrow, it's a complete waste of time. You wasted your mental energy. You wasted your time. Whereas these higher float, quote unquote, real companies, I mean, you can have it any brokerage account and get a borrow on Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, Tesla, et cetera, et cetera. And, and I just want to do, I just want to add to that point. We're getting ramped up here and I like it, but if you can get a borrow on S, I get excited when you're actually, right? when you actually make good points, <laughs> like two or three, you built the case. You just made, made you brought up a great point about shorting low float stocks. It's like I get I get so excited when you actually make <laughs> good points. I'm, I'm 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 so productive right now, but I know some people. I know some people who actually did get borrows on SLS on the first oh, really? day that okay. it was up sixty percent. And I've got to tell you, 
And they probably got ripped for freaking 50%. If you got borrows on SLS, you needed an SOS because your ass was firing to the moon. And you kind of get out. Uh, um, sorry to say, but I, had, I didn't get the borrows, thank God. I had no one or two people who got the borrows, and they took big losses, big losses. Uh, we're talking yeah, that, thousands of dollars. Uh, no. Yeah, that's a, you know that's that's the double edged sword of and and we actually a great episode re, a recent episode was with Phil Godeker. Phil's a great guy, Ozark Trades, and you know it's a you know that early short and we talk about this a lot. You can make good money on that early short, but man, you got to be willing to endure the pain, and it's a big account game. That is not a small account game. No. game to try and short day one day two right now so i mean and and as you know i've been uh i've been pretty profusely tracking data i'm trying to use big words i'm trying to use big words to make me uh image better after the alcohol uh teenage years pretty profusely <laughs> been tracking data <laughs> you need to look it up <laughs> well i i I'm, i i i yeah actually okay no <laughs> Come I don't on, think it's, it's a. I don't think it's a traditional usage, but I'll let you slide there. Profusely is absolutely one hundred percent the correct word to to accurately describe uh, this phenomena that I'm about to. It's uh, funny as I Google profusely. You're a reader. You're a, profu- you're a profuse reader. You shouldn't know what, that profuse is the right word. It, it's it's funny that that you know you're wearing the tank top again, Ooh, and if you Google that it says, look, it's, if if you if you Google prof profusely the first suggestion is profusely sweating which is <laughs> which is kind of what i always think about when i see you in this tank top so i am not profusely sweating and this room you don't realize this room has got really heavy air conditioning i feel like a mouse in a freezing cold cave like that's <laughs> that's how i feel right now i'm i'm the opposite of sweating um but as you know i've been profusely uh, profusely uh Sweating. No, Tracking I'm, data. I'm profusely sweating. <laughs> and I need, I need to go to the doctors. <laughs> no, I've been profu- <laughs> profusely sweating. And, I, and it's a real problem. And girls don't want the datas because I shake their hand and they're like, you're profusely sweating. And I'm like, I know, I've got a problem. I need to go to the doctors. <laughs> Do you want to come back to my house? No, because you'll profusely sweat all over my body. Anyway, um, <laughs> when we're on top of each other kissing. Oh, need- quit it. <laughs> right. this, is, this is we're, right. we're pg rated here you're in the bedroom you're in the bedroom and i'm thinking <laughs> weird things um but i'm profusely tracking data and this is a this is a good freebie and only in since february since i've been tracking data only two stocks that gapped up uh, more than 30 percent pre-market only two of them ran or maybe three two or three maximum only no, it was three. Only three of them ran more than ten percent. That gapped up more than thirty-five percent in the last two months. Interesting. Right? Get this: two of them were under five million floats. <laughs> so what? Do, what? What does it tell you? Don't don't short floats under five million because as soon as the double, triple, quadruple the volume, yeah, it's like an Elon Musk spacecraft. And that's that. We we should probably talk. We we might even have a, a, a. It might be a little boring, but we should have an episode where we talk about float rotation because a, because a lot of guys and gals will will ask about that idea and they'll be like, hey, 
Tim, why are you always don't short low floats day one? Don't short low, low floats day one. Well, that float rotation idea, and we'll, we'll save it for another episode. But like you said, I mean, it's so easy for a stock to with, with less than 5 million float to rotate the float. I mean, SLS traded like 20 million share, 18 million shares yesterday, I think. And it's a 1.5 million float. I mean, it's like, if you're shorting that stock, good luck, brother, because you're going to need it. So not every, every single long trader is looking for a squeeze. Every single one. Like if, if, if it's, if it's a low float, I, I've never short it. I mean, you can short it, but if it starts basing, uh, you've got to get out. I'd never short it on the, the gap, the first green day. And if it does have a first green day and it, and it gaps down the next day, everyone's looking for that to go right to green as well. They're the two, two shorts you've got to be very worried about. So let, I, I do want to kind of double back to what, what our, you know, our original agenda item. So what if, if I'm the listener and yes. I, I'm looking to kind of maybe test, which remember stocks to trade has a paper trading module, great way to test, or you can test yes. with a spreadsheet. You can test with a pad of paper. I mean, there's a million different ways to do it. But say I'm looking to dabble, you know, in four, you know, venture out into these higher price stocks. What are you looking for tomorrow, Stephen? What are you looking for next week? You know, give me an idea of, of what I should be kind of scanning and looking for to kind of test this higher price strategy. Uh, yeah. One other stock that was really good recently, if you, t- if you ever see was ACXM, was it ACXM that uh, got sued 25 million by Facebook? Had a major gap down, all the shareholders panicked and it dropped. I think AXCM or ACXM. But it's just another chart. That was one of me, probably one of the biggest ones I've ever had was shorting that. And it was just the other week. But what I would be looking for is, for me, I've recently changed my stocks to trade scans. They were $0.25 to $5 and $0.25 to $10. Now they're 25 cents to $200 because I want to have Tesla in there as well. And Tesla's like 220 or something like that. So change your scanners immediately. Uh, look for the particularly volatile stocks um, and then start tracking them. And start now, tracking. now, now, now I, I, I can answer, but, but yes, you that, know better than me. I'm just, no, uh, I mean that that's a kind of nebulous term. You said, look for the most volatile ones. So that's what, what kind of term? What, what kind of term did you say it was? Nebulous. Nebulous? Are we let's just Google. <laughs> Google nebulous. What does nebulous mean? <laughs> what does it mean? You, you, I don't you, know. you tell I don't me what it means. means. I kind of am in the bloody desert, man. Me, me computer will blow up. <laughs> If I try and do this recording, I try and do this. There's a camel walking past the the apartment right now. Uh, Nebulous. The definition of nebulous is in the form of a cloud or haze, a hazy. So So I made made a hazy term. Well, no. It's just, again, a lot of the listeners might say volatile. What do you mean volatile? Okay. So. Go on. So you can you can answer or I can answer. Or... Well, the biggest thing I'm going to look at is that daily range. Okay. Uh, so so what I'm looking for is stocks that have you know that that are making big moves relative to the to the price per share. So you know a ten cent move is a volatile stock for a ten cent stock. 
but a dollar, a dollar stock that moves, you know, and when I talk about the daily range, the daily range is, is the low of the day and the high of the day. So a 10 cent range on a $1 stock is nothing. A $10 or a 10 cent move on a $20 stock is really nothing. So yeah. I want to see big moves relative to the share price. So yeah. if it's a $1 stock, I want to see one $2 moves. If it's a $20 stock, I want to see four, five, $10 moves. So if you're running those scans for those higher price stocks and it's a, you know, it's a $20 stock that doesn't have that much, you know, a big range on the day, move it off. If it just a, a great example, say it, say it's a $20 stock and it gaps up and then just goes nowhere the rest of the day. Yep. That's something you probably want to ignore. You want something with big range, big movements, like a Twitter, et cetera. So when when you're looking at those charts, you're flipping through all your charts, look for the big range. You don't want a tight range. So so you're basically saying you want a big, big range prior to previous price action. Exactly. So you you should all be using candles, candlestick charts. So um, I, I know if you're listening, you won't see my hand gestures, but if you've got, you know, visualize holding up one inch in front of your head, you know, and if you've got one inch candles and then a five inch candle, that's a stock that's interesting for you. You're looking for those big moves, those big candles relative to previous candles and volume, same on the volume candles. But, so. but can I just ask you, what, what gets me is how... Who's losing? Because I, who is losing? Because for me, it seems like. Hope this doesn't come across as um. Uh, now I'm now I'm getting a little bit discombobulated, um. But let us. <laughs> I don't want to come across as a bit profligate, but um, do you know profligate? This is this is just like countdown. <laughs> no, I I don't want to come across as is 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 um not Brain like a normal, <laughs> I'm not coming across as a, a retard but no. <laughs> no but I don't want to come across as this is too easy because it's not easy but who is losing if because the strategy is very simple if you short the strength and you sell and you cover into the weakness or you, you buy the weakness at support and you sell into strength I mean surely these other experienced traders know what they're doing so how how are other people losing here is it shareholders that are losing well, you know, it's like, it's like any trade, whether it be a higher priced or a lower priced stock. I mean, never underestimate the foolishness, the, the irrational exuberance of longs or shorts. I mean, rem- let's go back to SLS yesterday. I mean, even experienced traders. I mean, you made the point that, that, that you had guys that have been trading for a while that were excited to get a borrow. I mean, to me, yesterday, on SLS, it's up 70% in pre-market. It's 1.5 million float. It's a reverse splitter. It has a headline out with cancer in the headline. I never once even considered shorting that stock. Yeah. But you just mentioned that you have experienced trader friends that shorted it and got torched. Now, does that mean I'm smarter? No, I'm not making that point at all. But never underestimate the, the other side of the trade and, and people can get irrationally exuberant long and short on real stocks and junkie stocks. 
And, and just in but, general, on it. but that's the beauty of it. You know, if everybody was rational, remember that the, the, the irrational exuberance is what gives us these opportunities. If everybody was rational and, and, and logical, if everybody was, if, if the, if the entire marketplace was made up of a bunch of Spocks, you know, from Star Trek that did only logical things, we would never get these moves, you know? So, so be glad that there are those irrational ideas. And I am sometimes a Spock as well. I am sometimes a Spock. I'm trying not to be, I'm trying to grind out of it. And I'm like, I'm getting there. But, but like, how would you get into it though? Like I got into it by moving up uh, slowly. And then I just somehow started feeling comfortable. I don't, I don't know how it happened. It just happened. Uh, but how, how would you recommend someone got into it? Well, the biggest thing, the, and, and we could probably finish on this. So, so we could probably report back on this in a few weeks. But always, 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 and this is why in Stocks to Trade Pro, I mean, Wall Street Journal is expensive. You know, I, investors.com is expensive. But, you know, there's a value in reading the business news. There's a value of, of you know, Twitter moments. I mean, I mean, are you going to go to the Twitter trending hashtags and see what the Kardashians are doing or seeing what, you know, uh, Alonzo Ball is doing or all of these pointless things that that will never make you any money or are you going to pay 20 bucks a month for the Wall Street Journal and know that Facebook is under scrutiny to know that Tesla had two accidents under autopilot I mean be in tune to what is the current trend in the business markets then take that over to your scanners and say okay wow Facebook is under scrutiny. Twitter sells data. You know, remember if, you know, with social media companies, remember if, if, if the product is free, you're the product. Okay. So nobody should have been surprised that Facebook and Twitter and all of these are selling your data. You use these apps every day. There's no charge to them. That means you're the product brother. So anyway, be tuned in to what the market is doing. Then, then take that over to your technical analysis, take that over to your scans and then do what Steven did 20 minutes ago and build that case and say, okay, Twitter's been uptrending for months, had a huge gap up the other day. There's negative news. It's breaking down through a whole dollar, half dollar. It's breaking down through those key levels. That's a short. You yeah. Know. And, and Tim Bone, as I live and breathe, I'm sorry that I doubted you. Uh, you are right with the higher price stocks. Ignorance is not bliss. <laughs> well, I, you know, and again, I appreciate, I appreciate the compliment. You know, I, you know, I gave you a compliment, a couple compliments today. So, so I think yep. that's a good thing. So, so anyway, the, the takeaway from today's episode is go back to what Steven did. Look for those trendy stocks. Don't trade higher price stocks that aren't volatile, that aren't newsy, N-E-W-S-Y, focus on those, look for the charts, test, 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 track your data, and use the rule of 10. The rule of 10 is so often misunderstood. If you catch a $5 move in a $20 stock on 100 shares, that's a good day. Hi, this is Jeremy from Zimbabwe, Africa, uh, currently living in Texas, and I like to clean the house while listening to Stephen and Tim on the Steady Trade Podcast. I actually dumped my wife's just in the room next to me, but uh, 
brownie points, you know what I mean? Uh, you can register to win real, actual prizes at their website, steadytrade.com. And if you really like what you hear, give the podcast a five-star rating and write a glowing review on iTunes like I did. And this is how we say goodbye in Zimbabwe.